Welcome to the Crushing Land Podcast, brought to you by The Land Method. Each week, our host, Jonathan, along with The Land Method team and special guest speakers, will answer your burning questions on land investing or discuss relevant real estate investing strategies and principles. So without further ado, let's get started. everybody, Jonathan here from The Land Method, and uh, welcome to this edition of Crushing Land. Happy to be here with you, and a beautiful day today, and just going to take a few minutes and uh, discuss something that uh, comes up quite often, especially now as the market's shifting a little bit, depending on where you are and things like that, and that is pricing properties. What is the process that we use to price our properties for sale? One of the things that I'm going to say right here off the bat to begin with is there is no fit all situation for everyone. Some people want like an answer that works for every single property and that simply isn't the case. Every single property, every single solution. I'm going to give you guys an example of that. I had a student that I worked with a number of years ago. Uh, It was a retired individual, had a lot of money that he had in an IRA and he was using that money to purchase property. So he was buying the property straight out. His strategy was to get the best return possible on his property. So what was he doing? He was buying them straight out, realized that there was a good amount of equity, a good amount of money in there. And what he was doing is he was listing every single one of those properties for sale at basically top of the market and was just going to wait until a buyer came along or until somebody made him an offer or just adjusting a little bit. And he was basically in the situation of, I don't care if it takes me a year or two to sell these things. Uh, they're, they're being owned by my IRA. And the, the, the goal that I have here is trying to get the most amount, the most amount possible for, from every sale. Does that work for everybody? Of course not. It doesn't work for the vast majority of people, right? That's a very rare situation. That was a a situation or, or, or strategy that we came up with working together based on his situation, where he was working, what his needs were, all of those things. That doesn't fit for most people. And so what we're going to talk about today when we talk about pricing properties is a strategy that works for most people in most cases, okay? So when you're comping a property and you're seeing what's out there, now one of the things that we talk about in our course and in our teaching and all that is making sure that there's actually comps in the area. Because if you don't have comps in the area, others just tell you pick an area, but you need to have comps. If you have comps in the area, you can actually see what things are selling for. If you see what things are selling for, then obviously as you get properties and you're comping them, you can determine what to list them for. In most cases, for most people, they want to sell their properties as quickly as they possibly can. If you're double closing, that's a guaranteed strategy, right? Because you, you need to be able to do it in the time frame that the contract allows. Now, if you're buying them, that may not be as much of a big deal to you. We'll talk about that in a minute. But if you're double closing them, obviously you want to be able to uh, get them and you want to buy it and sell it, obviously, in the time frame that the contract allows. Uh, yes, there are certain ex- ex- um, certain examples where we go out, we get extensions, we do different things, stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, the vast majority of our deals, we want to be able to do it in that time frame allotted. 
So because of that, you need to be on the what? You need to be on the low end of market value. What does that mean? Obviously, as you're looking at comps, you're going to see things that are all over the place. Properties don't sell for, you're not gonna have 10 properties that are an acre each in the same area and they all sell for $20,000. Doesn't work that way, right? You're gonna have some at 18, 20, 25, 30. They're gonna be all over the place. So that being said, in order to price it to move, you need to be where? At the lower end, not the lowest end, but you need to be at the lower end of that in order to move it. You also can look at how long things have stayed on the market, right? You got a property out there that was for $30,000 and it was on the market for two years. You got a property out there with $25,000 and it was on the market for a year. You got a property out there for 20, it was on the market for two months. You got a property out there that sold for 17 and it was on the, proper, uh, on the market for three days. You can look at that to make determinations as to where you want to be listing based on what your needs are. There is no set number that's right in those situations. But the key is that you obviously want to be in an area where the time frame works for you, right? We generally, if we don't own them, are going to be in that example I just gave, somewhere in that 20, 20 to $25,000 mark. If I do own it, it's a great deal. I had the property, you know, I bought it for $5,000, it was well worth it. You know, I'm probably going to be listing that one for 20 or I mean, 25 or more and just taking my time selling it. I have no problem doing that because the holding costs on land really aren't that difficult. So when it comes to the pre, uh, the um, <clears throat> the pricing process, it really comes down to a, a few different elements. One, are you even remotely interested in buying it outright or do you have the ability to buy it outright? Because if you don't and you're in a double closing situation, you have to be looking at how do I move it quickly, right? The second thing you're talking about is owner financing. Some people out there talk about finance, 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 finance. Are you even interested in doing that? We owner finance a number of deals. We don't owner finance everything. So you have to determine what makes sense for you. Now, in a situation that I just gave, where you're buying it for $5,000 and you're selling it for $20,000, are you going to owner finance it? Well, the question comes down to, do you want to basically walk away with nothing upfront? right? This is where the pricing process comes in. Because if you could get $5,000 up front, that's great. You don't owe anything on the property, but you're only making X amount now for a number of years, which is fine, but you may need capital. So when it comes to pricing, you may not even offer owner financing because of that. So it's just something that you're looking at. Now, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about owner financing in this particular video. But one thing I will say when it comes to owner financing is obviously because you are assisting the person, they don't have to bring as much money up front, all of that when it comes to pricing, you have the ability to raise the price a little bit because of that. You can bring the price up and because they're bringing less, they're willing to spend more over time. So the owner financing price is often higher than the cash price. When it comes to uh, listing properties for sale and things like that, if you're using both, you can also price things based on what you want to do with the property, how you want to sell it. So for example, when it comes to our pricing process, we may look at things and we may say, okay, well, here is our cash price and here's our owner finance price. And the owner finance price may be way higher than the cash price. Why is that the case? Because we're willing to take this with owner financing, but we prefer cash. So we're trying to what? Incentivize somebody to do cash. Now, if we're kind of in the middle, we really don't care, or maybe we want to you know, have owner financing, you can bring that closer together. And if you really wanna drive it and you really wanna get owner financing, you could do one of two things. You could have it either be really close 
or you could have equal pricing. Cash and owner finance is the same price. If they're the same exact price, the chances are somebody's going to take owner financing. Now, we break down owner financing and, and how that all works uh, in our course. We break down cash and all that in our course. But this is just a quick little intro video here to help you understand pri pricing and how it works. So again, pricing, uh, so many people focus on like being way, way, way down the bottom or being at market or whatever it may be. But the real answer when it comes to pricing is there is no correct answer. It's correct for the situation. And the nice thing is that can differ property to property. So you can look at it and you can say, this property, I wanna do this. I wanna own it and I wanna sell it for market value. We just did that. We had a, a smoking deal I posted about in the group and we bought it for like next to nothing. And we just let it set up there for a little bit and basically sold it at market value. And we could have made a, a great, great, great deal without doing that, but it wasn't costing us anything to hold it and all that. So we just sat on it took a little bit of time and we and we did a phenomenal deal because of that. Now there's other deals where we look at it and we say, you know what, the, we don't wanna own this property, we're gonna do a double closing on this. And because of that, we need to make sure that we're at the lower end of market value in order to move it quickly, examining the time that a property stays on the market and, and where ours, ours would fit into that. And again, you can take it case by case as you're going along. You own some, you don't own some, some are double closing, some are owner financing, whatever it may be, you can look at it case by case by case by case with each and every one of your properties that comes up. So again, when it comes to the pricing process, the key is most importantly looking at a price that it will move with, move in the time that you need it to move, right? If it, if it is a double closing thing before contracts expire, things like that. And then pricing it in a way that incentivizes your buyer, if you're using financing or not, to do it the way that you want. If you simply don't want financing, don't offer it. But if you're kind of indifferent, you would take it for a certain amount, uh, do the things that we talked about, and you can really see things going. So this is a huge point here, everybody, especially in the market that we are currently in, right? You want to make sure that your properties are priced to actually move and to ideally not have to do a whole bunch of price adjustments. There's people out there that talk about putting it way up here and then after a couple weeks doing this and then after a couple weeks doing this and then after a couple weeks doing this and then they get to the point that you were gonna sell it at anyway. There's a couple of reasons that I don't recommend doing that. One, it very rarely sells anywhere in this area not in the time frame that you're gonna give it. We talked about people that are selling at the higher point, of, higher value of market, but they're giving it a ton of time sitting out there. If you're just gonna keep lowering it, you might as well just start here because there's gonna be very, 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 very few properties that sell in this range. Two, it's basically telling your potential buyer pool that you are willing to take less, even if you're not. It's telling them that you are because they are gonna see you starting here and then a week or two later you're going here and then a week or two later here and then a week or two later here and then a week or two later here. And now you're at the number that you want, but they saw all of those drops. Guess what they're gonna do? Chances are they're not gonna give you what you want, right? They're going to offer even less. So you may have to go through a number of different buyers to get there. So you're better off just starting in the range that you want, pricing it accordingly, getting the deal done. So again, that's just a little bit on the pricing process and how it works. Thank you everybody for joining us for Crushing Land. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us for more content like this. Uh, join us in our Facebook group, uh, Facebook, um, Facebook.com Facebook slash group slash The Land Method. Uh, check out TheLandMethod.com, Land Riches Blueprint uh, for more information like this. Have a great day, everybody. Catch you next time. Thank you listeners for joining in today. 
Join us again next week for another discussion on all things land. If you have a topic you want discussed, send us an email about it at thelandmethod at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website, thelandmethod.com. Remember to join the Land Method Facebook group as well if you want to be the first to hear this content and be a part of a community that supports each other in our land businesses. Have a great week. Thank you.